Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When the sun goes down. Episode number 50 here, and uh, damn, go figure, right? I'm excited. I'm excited to actually be doing this episode. Uh, I'm excited to be at number 50, and I'm excited to have you joining me on this strange trip into the mind of a artist, creator, painter, voiceover artist, graphic novelist. That's right, I'm a joker. I'm a smoker, and I'm a midnight toker. All the above. So here I am. This past week has been kind of interesting. I read an interesting article that was talking with various cartoonists who over the years have been cartoonists for Playboy. Yours truly has been lucky enough to actually uh, meet some of them, which is great. Um, I've met Dean Yeagle, as you heard from the beginning of this podcast. He he and I met back at WonderCon two years ago. Very cool guy. I actually interrupted him during lunch, so I felt terrible, but he was really nice enough to give me that plug there, so that was very cool. And he does the uh, character Mandy which has all kinds of merchandise now, figures, books, you name it. Dean, uh, Dean created quite a very cool character there. So, And some of the other ones, too. Doug Sneed is another great artist for Playboy. Uh, Olivia is an amazing artist for Playboy. And all these illustrators and artists have created for Playboy over the years, and in which case have, you know... Been employed by Playboy. Oh my. And the thing of it is, is Playboy has taken a new route. For those of you who don't know, Playboy has actually decided to go ahead and uh, go a different way. Uh, try to appeal to a younger audience who maybe not into, uh, who maybe aren't into the visually entertaining factors of Playboy. 
Now they've said that they will be at some point introducing new artists into the mix. But the time being, I've looked now, I'm sitting here as we speak in the pirate office, I have two issues, the two latest issues of Playboy. Um, and as I'm looking through them now, yeah, I'm actually missing the illustrations that I've grown up with. I mean, I'm not even joking. I have collected Playboy. Now, this is something that, uh, <laughs> this is something not everybody knows. Um, but, uh, it's okay now. You know, my parents are dead. So there, there, there's no real, uh, hiding this from them at this point. Uh, the idea is this, that I've been collecting Playboy since probably I was sixth grade. So that would be what? That would be 10, around 10 years old. Um, <clears throat> Playboy has been a part of my upbringing uh, because I can even remember way back when yours truly was knee-high to an undead garden gnome that I used to go, I used to get up in the mornings, get ready for school, go down to uh, the kitchen area, to the dining room, and sure enough, there'd be my dad sitting there reading the latest issue of Playboy. He was getting ready. He was dressed for work, having his morning coffee and whatever mom made him for breakfast, and he was ready to go. Now, when I get downstairs and I see him reading that, well, my mom would make him put it away. She had a thing about, I don't know, sexuality. Just kind of being kind of blatant in the home. She just, you know, just wasn't right, in her opinion, you know. And my dad, he followed suit. He went ahead and he put the magazine away. But still, the, the cat was out of the bag. I saw it there. So, uh, <laughs> going back, all the way back to those days, it was very interesting to still grow up with Playboy. I mean, when I was sixth, when I was in sixth grade, I didn't look like your typical sixth grader. I was pretty big for my age. I'm big enough, actually. I could go into a liquor store and actually pick out a Playboy, bring it to the front counter. Never, never even got a raise of an eyebrow. No one even second-guessed it. So, and I'm not even joking, I was probably sixth, seventh grade. And... <laughs> It was, uh, it was quite a little lifestyle that I carved for myself at that point. At seventh grade, we actually had lockers. And no one would even suspect that yours truly would have Playboy in his locker. I was too afraid to take it home at that point. So because my mother, by that point, my dad had passed away and my mother was in full charge, you know. And uh, God forbid if I were to get caught with a Playboy in the house, I mean, she'd have killed me. Indeed! But there I was, and I used to keep them in my locker. And I used to charge a dollar to any of the classmates I had who wanted to actually read it. I'm not joking. This is actually true fact. Uh, I was, like I said, seventh grade at the time, eighth grade, something like that. And, uh, you know, the, I make no bones about it. I was, I was uh, very entrepreneurial even then. So... This is, a, this is a true story. This is a no-bullshit show. And uh, yours truly is sharing a little bit about his history. Uh, 
So anyhow, Playboy was a big fundamental factor in my world. I learned about the world through Playboy. I learned through its artistry. I learned through, um, I learned my history from Playboy just because of the actual articles. Yes, I read the articles in Playboy magazine. Uh, these were all factors, uh, and eventually I actually figured out how to sneak him inside the house. Man's got to know his limitations. So I had quite the collection as a kid. I had a bigger, I had the biggest collection of anybody I knew back then. And here in the pirate office, I, I to this day have the biggest collection of anybody I know. To be honest with you, some of my playboys go all the way back to the '60s. And uh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty proud of some of those, you know? <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, I had to collect from various sources over the years. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, the, this is going to go pretty far because it's episode number 50, and I don't give a fuck. So... Back in, in the day, when I was first married, um, I was married in, like, 97. Yeah. Yeah, 97. And my wife, at the time, uh, was very, very jealous. She was very, very insecure. And I was very, very stupid and very, very young. Yeah. So I didn't really know any better. And sure enough, I uh, would have to hide my Playboys from her. I'm not kidding, because she would literally make my life a living hell if she found them. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. So, I did. I hid my Playboys. I hid them in giant storage containers. They were made out of surgical steel, and they were kept at my mother's house, and I would take them all the way from Long Beach all the way back to West Covina, where my mother lived, and I would put them there. I had quite the stockpile, and I promised myself that I would not lose my Playboys, and I didn't. So here we are. Oh history. Isn't it great? Here we are. And yours truly still to this day has his entire Playboy collection that has only grown. And this is just to illustrate exactly um, how far um, I go back with Playboy. So years and years and years and years and years and years and years later... Here I am with my entire collection of Playboy. The actual barrister bookshelf that holds them actually lights up. And I'm, I'm very proud of this Playboy. I'm very proud of this collection. And the bottom line is this. Every one of those Playboys has illustrations. They have cartoons. They have all kinds of good stuff that I, I grew up enjoying and uh, very, very familiar with. So to see Playboy now in its current incantation actually not have that it's very strange for me it's it's like it's like bizarro world
because I'm looking at these newest issues. It was really funny, too, because, um, you know, I'm just kind of blown away. I'm looking at these. It's not Playboy. It's, it's not Playboy. It feels like any number of guy magazines out there now. It feels like, um, you know, we don't have nudity. So, and that's, you know, here's the thing about that. When it comes to nudity, Playboy always did show in a classy style. It was a style that I try to emulate with Geo's Vixens uh, as much as I possibly can. Hell yeah! Um, it's because of this factor of Playboy and growing up with Playboy that I created Geo's Vixens because I really wanted something to emulate. And almost, you know, they say that, that um, recreation or, or, you know, copycatting is, is the most sincerest form of flattery. The truth of the matter is, I really wanted my own Playboy empire. I still do, I guess. At least what I grew up it being, you know? And the thing of it is, is, is I really enjoy pen of art. So with Geo's Vixens, I really try to emulate that feel, that style, that uh, enticement of Playboy. So, you know, this is just who... I choose to be as far as my artistry. And you know, I get people to this day, I'm not joking. I get people who ask me, dude, why, why do you draw that? Why can't you draw, you know, flowers and bunnies and cats and dogs? Why do you have to draw what you draw? I honestly take that as the most offensive thing I think you could possibly say to me. I've been called pretty much every name in the book. But, oh my. I think that's the most offensive thing you could possibly say to me. Why do you do what you do? And you may not mean it that way, but the thing of it is, is I draw what I draw because I can. I enjoy it. I enjoy Pentapart. I enjoy fantasy. I enjoy heavy metal cover art or cover style art. All of these factors are very much what I do. They're very much a part of what I enjoy and who I've become over the years. And I am a big fan of it. I, I enjoy it wholeheartedly. I appreciate that kind of art. Um, fantasy, you know, most recently I did a pinup of Jessica Felice, who's a friend of mine, and she's also an actress and model. And she's also a former vixen. As of last year, she became a vixen for Geo's Vixen. And I was very proud to work with her on a new pen-up art creation. And it was really kind of fun for me to actually create that. And she was nude in the, in the illustration. She was nude in the design of it. And I was very proud. And the thing of it is, for me, I think that more than anything, I really just enjoy the human body, the female human body, to me, is one of the most beautiful things in the world. And I'm not talking about the little sticks who walk along um, a runway, who weigh all of about 10 pounds, and who look emaciated and almost zombie-ish, and they can't smile. That's not attractive to me. Because, quite honestly, I think that they are destroying themselves in order to get that look. I'm talking about women who are healthy in themselves, empowered in themselves, who emulate what they want to emulate without destroying who they are. 
without trying to destroy their bodies, without trying to hurt themselves to get into that perfect mold. I think a woman who's truly empowered is the most beautiful thing there is. I don't care if you're five foot two and weigh 130 pounds and the scene kind of squat or seem kind of, um, you know, out of proportion. If you're proud of who you are, it should matter. And if you emulate that, it shows. So for me, it doesn't matter what you look like. You could be voluptuous, you could be thin, but as long as you're healthy within yourself and you feel that I am who I am and I'm okay with it, I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's what I try to emulate with Geo's Vixens. It's not always models, it's not always actresses, it is sometimes the girl next door. It's sometimes a cosplayer who I've met, who I know. Uh, sometimes a friend who is literally the girl next door. And she wanted to do something different, you know? So that being said, when Playboy comes out with its new model, if you will, for, for whatever reason they decided to, you know, well... And they've said this. They, they've said that it's because... Nudity is not even a factor anymore. Nudity, no, nobody cares. You know, you can Google any number of naked girls and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of pictures will pop up. So nudity doesn't really strike a chord as it used to. Well, the artistry of Playboy and the fact that even Hef, and I know this about Hef just from the many, I've never met the man. It's one of the great... Um, it would be one of the great honors of my life to ever meet Hef, because I, I, I really feel akin to what he's done uh, with, you know, his magazine. I feel akin to what I'm trying to do in Geo's Vixens, in my artistry, in my comic books, all of these things. I try to bring the sensuality out that he has done. So to meet him would be truly an honor and you have if you're listening right now I doubt you are but if you are listening right now Hef I would be honored to meet you I would be honored to come to the Playboy Mansion from one artist to another because when you were a kid you were an artist you were a creator you created your own comics and so forth I would be honored to meet you sir that being said um, it comes down to this as far as the possibility of creating Playboy cartoons and the funniness of the cartoons because it's very hard to be funny. You know, uh, Doug Sneed, uh, Dean Yeagle, those kind of cartoons always had jokes, always had a punchline or a one-liner or something that was really just funny within that comic illustration. And so it's really hard to not see that anymore. I... And you could call me old-fashioned or what have you, but the truth of the matter is, I think that the illustrative factor in Playboy is what makes Playboy great. I think that the illustrative factor of Playboy made it something that was not something you could just pick up anywhere. Uh, as far as no other magazine, I felt, had that kind of class and entertainment value. Uh, and I've this is me talking. This is no bullshit show. I've read everything from you name it. I've read a play penthouse to hustler to whatever. Oh, that's nasty. Any number of Larry Flint publications. Um, I read them all and over the course of my life. 
And none of them have the entertainment value of cartoons like Playboy has. Um, they were entertaining to me, and I do miss them in their current incantation of not being in the magazine. I wish they were. Hell yeah! Because, quite honestly, I think it's a big factor uh, that they're missing the boat on by not having it. Well... This is something also that I find very interesting. We put artistry onto the back burner, in my opinion. I've seen this firsthand. I've, I have done all kinds of different events. Uh, everything from kiddie events, which is true. I've done kiddie events, even though my artistry is not normally kid-orientated. Uh, I've done events where kids are there, kids are present, and I ask them, what do you want to be, you know, in your picture that I'm, drawing, uh, that I'm drawing for you? What would you like to look like? They have no clue about creativity. They don't know. The words coming out of their mouth are literally, I don't know. They cannot, and they get this blank stare. Creativity has been completely drawn out of them, completely removed from them. And it's scary to me, personally, as I'm watching them with this blank stare and not knowing what they would look like if they, what would you look like if you were standing there and you were a zombie? What would you stand like? They have no clue. I've had that more than, than a few times happen and I'm just blown away by it. So to look at this happen and to see the concept involved, be kind of drained out of one of the early institutions in my world uh, that had illustrative factors I enjoyed, um, it really kind of hits me home. It really hits home for me. And it kind of hurts, you know. Um, so, anyways, that being said, I, I really hope that they will bring back the illustrative uh, comedy that I found in Playboy growing up and that I found to this day uh, as entertaining, you know. Uh, that being said as well, I want to also mention that I am actually also doing a comic strip beyond Tabbins and Wiley, which is my salute to Sunday Comics. I also am doing a comic strip for SQ Magazine, which is a horror magazine. And if you look on their website, if you look on their, they actually have a physical magazine. And they're well known in the world of horror. I'm a big fan, and I was lucky enough to be working with them. And now my work will be featured in the magazine. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And with that being said, uh, check out this new comic strip I'm working on called... Killer Kate, Killer Kate, Kate, Kate and the Indelible State of Being. This is actually going to kind of be my salute to those great creators like Doug Sneed, like Dean Yeagle, those illustrative geniuses in my book that really have made a mark in my world, have really uh, brought something across that I really try to emulate, that I really am proud to see in their work and admire. So here I am doing my own little part in it. This is more of a PG-13 vibe, but the sexy horror is definitely there because... 
it's me. So you'll be looking for that. I'm sure you'll see it. SQ Magazine. It'll be coming out soon enough. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. That being said, uh, check out my Patreon account if you get a chance. Please go to my Patreon and please donate if you can. Uh, anything from a dollar to five dollars is very greatly appreciated, or more if you have it. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm an independent artist. I am an independent creator, and I work blue collar as possible while doing what I do. Uh, I don't have a huge vat of money. I don't have any dump trucks of money pulling up to my front door. I work my ass off to bring great independent art to life. And for those of you who are out there who are listening right now and who donate to my Patreon page, I thank you very, very much. You will see independent art there that you're not going to see anywhere else from yours truly. And so check out my Patreon page. Look up GeoBron on Patreon.com. GeoBron, you'll see what I do. All right? Uh, that also being said, check out my website, BronGraphics.com. BronGraphics.com is all my work that I've done over the years, really, uh, including you'll see the Untold Chronicles there. You'll also see Geo's Vixens, which is my salute. <whistles> to pinups. You'll also see stuff I do for other people and commission work and all kinds of great stuff there. So check it out, www.brongraphics.com. And we're not done yet, because if you get a chance, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com. You'll see, look up Geo Braun, and you'll see uh, my show that's on YouTube there, Deep Inside the Pirate Office. That's my show that's going to have everything from movie reviews to reviewing statues and collectibles and all kinds of cool stuff. So check it out. Deep Inside the Pirate Office. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my good buddy and friend, my brother from another mother, Jim Luhan. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Jim right now is working on his first upcoming full-length feature animation extravaganza. It's called Revengeance, and yours truly plays a part in Revengeance. I do a voiceover for a character known as the Shade Man, and Jim is working on that now. As I speak, he is in New York doing post-production on this, and I just want to give him a shout-out. Jim, you're the man. Congratulations, bud. He's also a big fan of this podcast, so I know he's listening. So there you go, bud. You rock. And um, there you have it. There's my episode number 50. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I wasn't as uh, downtrodden and feeling uh, defeated as I was last week. Because uh, I feel a lot better, actually. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. And I realized something in the process of last week to this week. I still get to do what I love to do. I'm still here doing it. And every day that I get to do it is a gift. I wake up in the morning happy. You know why? I'm still here creating good independent art. Thanks for joining me, and good night, America, wherever you are.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.